Hello and welcome to the Sporting History Podcast brought to you by the British Society of Sports History in association with the Institute of Historical Research. And today I'm talking to Jeremy Lonsdale. Hi Jeremy. Hello. Um, Jeremy, um, as previous listeners to the podcast will know, has written extensively on Yorkshire cricket um, in particular, but also other cricket books as well. And today he's come to talk to me about his new book, which is called No Picnic, the historic first MCC tour of India and Ceylon, 1926-27, which uh, is published by the Association of Cricket Statisticians and came out in May 2023. And I thought, first of all, uh, Jeremy, why no picnic? Uh, What's the significance of that phrase? Yeah, um, thanks, Jeff. Um, No picnic, it's a a reference really to something that um, Maurice Tate, the the Sussex and England... um, all-rounder who was on the tour on the M- on uh, on the MCC tour of India. Um, it's something he said in one of his uh, uh, his autobiographies. Um, he, he he talked about um, uh, the tour at length uh, and about the, um, the the sort of pleasures uh, that they experienced. Um, in fact, about ten percent of his book is uh, is, is about the tour. Um, and he talked about all the good things, but he then talked about some of the uh, the grueling uh, travel. Um, and indeed grueling socialising that went on uh, and uh, so he sort of summarised it by saying you know in the end it was uh, it wasn't really uh, uh, a picnic uh, so I thought it was kind of uh, a good um, reflection of the overall uh, sense of the the tour uh, which was um, you know quite a uh, an, an arduous one uh, lasting mm. for over for over six months um, and involving uh, 34 matches so um, yeah that's where it comes from yeah and something like 12,000 miles travel I think and... yeah about 10,000 miles traveling yeah. around India um, once they got there uh, India and um, in those days that uh, that included uh, present-day Pakistan and uh, present-day Myanmar mm. uh, they also went to um, uh, Ceylon uh, present-day uh, Sri Lanka. So there's an awful lot of travelling. Um, much of it was um, uh, in sort of dusty, slow trains. Mm. Um, quite a lot of it involved overnight travel. Um, and in some occasions, they got to uh, you know, the venue and uh, early in the morning and they were playing within a, a couple of hours. So um, you know, it was quite a, quite a challenging tour. Um, yeah, well, I can barely survive a week in Suffolk on tour. So yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what they what they uh, what they achieved, really. Um, but they went to India. Can you put um, put the context of India in the nineteen twenties? What, what was the state of cricket in India at that time? Yeah. What were the major centres of cricket? Um, how was cricket run um, in those uh, in those days? Yeah. So I mean. By the 1920s, um, cricket in India was, um, was was popular. It was popular amongst the uh, the European population. It was popular uh, amongst um, uh, the, uh, the Indian population, um, and um, there was a certain amount of interaction between the two. Uh, had been since sort of from the 1890s, um, and uh, cricket was 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 run and uh, uh, divided into. Um, Different communities, so there was, uh, you know, the quadrangular tr- tournament that took place every year. Um, that was made up of the the, the Hindus, the Muslims, the Parsis, and the Europeans playing against each other, and that was a, a sort of reflection of the way that the game was w- w- was organised. Um, it was, um, you know, it was uh, definitely a 
uh, a sport that, that captured the imagination uh, of, 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 of all types of people. Um, of course, it, it, at this stage, India wasn't a test playing uh, country, uh, and that wasn't the case until 1932. Um, but um, and the standards varied a great deal. I think probably the highest quality cricket was played in uh, it was played in Bombay, um, and um, uh, that um, proved to be the case in uh, in the the 1927 mm. tour, which uh, which I which I write about. That was really where the most um, highest quality some cr- outstanding was performances in, in those matches by the Indian side. I- indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um, I mean, C K Naidu's. Uh, 153 for the Hindus um, was um, a fantastic innings um, and uh, in fact um, he set the world record for the number of sixes uh, in a first class match in that uh, in that game which um, which wasn't broken until 1962-3 so um, I think I think it's true to say that um, you know there was uh, a very strong uh, cricketing culture in uh, in India at the time uh, of the visit uh, by the MCC, um, but um, it, it, there wasn't it wasn't particularly um, w- well organised. And um, I think one of the the interesting things that um, comes out of the tour um, is very much the sort of. Uh, the push that's given to the, uh, the creation of, uh, of a central coordinating mm. body for for, for 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 cricket in India, and that then leads on um, to the uh, to, 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 to India becoming a Test playing nation in 1932, um, and uh, so I think the tour is interesting um, from the point of view of being a uh, an important uh, sort of stepping stone mm. uh, for the development of, of, of cricket in India. Uh, and it's quite obvious that there's some very talented cricketers um, amongst the Indian population and uh, they are given the opportunity uh, in the course of the MCC tour to, to sort of show their, uh, show their ability. It feels like um, there's sort of islands of cricket around the country that aren't necessarily connected to each other in a, in a meaningful way. And, and the, and, but this tour really puts the idea in the minds of people that we we have to we have to create an all india um, it, it certainly yeah. it certainly i think um adds to a sense amongst different groups of people um both amongst the indian and the european population that um there needs to be greater coordination um and um i mean some people have suggested that you know it was gilligan that put together the idea of the creation of the bcci well, i don't think that's true mm. um there's clearly thought th- 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 the thinking going on um in, in, in amongst different groups uh, in india that um you know it, they needed to to try and uh, set up some kind of coordinating body to really sort of marshal the the the, the resources of the different parts of, of the country and to and I think the the experience of the 1926-27 tour is that um, a a tour organised by a uh, a club Calcutta Cricket Club in this case mm. you know it, that's not really the way forward um, and um, you know so there have been uh, uh, you know suggestions that need for better coordination and I think the the 1926-27 tour in a sense sort of Confer- reconfirms that, uh, and there is a meeting in February of, of 27 uh, after one of the MCC games where um, you know this is discussed. Um, Gilligan does go back and, and, and sort of emphasises the the importance of of of, of a uh, of a coordinating body um, when he goes back home um, in the spring of 1927, um, and then 
later in the year, there's, uh, there is a, a, a meeting in the foundation of the BCCI in 19, 1928. So um, the tour, I think, you know, shows that, um, that, that, that the manner in which, um, you know, the, the, the MCC's uh, organising the, the, the sort of opposition to the MCC uh, on this tour was not really adequate anymore. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned the Calcutta Cricket Club and their role in organising the tour. I mean, how much of this, this is something that's in the literature about other tours as well, how much is this demand from the Indians for MCC to send an English team over? How much is it the MCC acting as a proselytiser for cricket and, you know, all all of the rhetoric around um, linking together the empire through, through sport? Yeah. What's the balance? Yeah, there? I mean, um, the 1920s is interesting because um, there were there were clear efforts made um, by um, lords uh, and, and to uh, to sort of spread uh, cricket, and um, you know, quite a lot of tours took place to different um, parts of the world, uh, not just Australia and um, uh, and. Um, South Africa, but also, for example, um, South America and um, and the West Indies. There was these were often um, uh, sort of private tours, but nevertheless, there was a sort of you know, set a desire to spread to spread the game. Um, the you know, India was seen as a as a as, as as one of those places where you know there could be um, you know a very um, you know, it could be very desirable to 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 to, to tour there. And this this twenty six twenty seven tour is interesting because it's the first official tour. Mm. Uh, there'd been three private sort of all amateur tours, um, but uh, it, the last one of those was nineteen hundred and two three. So, um, you know, this was this was this was groundbreaking. Um, I mean, the request came from the Calcutta Cricket Club, and I think it's probably very important to emphasise that that was a very um, very much a a uh, European. Club, a very uh, elitist club, um, and um, they—I um, think they were—they were interested in in, in uh, bringing an MCC side to, um, to to India to play largely against European uh, sides, um, and um, they did. They originally invited um, the uh, MCC to send a. a, a a team, or suggested sending a team in 1925-26, the previous winter. Mm. This, this was considered, but then t- turned down, and partly because I think um, Lords was concerned about um, whether they'd be able to uh, get a, a, a good team out. There were other tours taking place that winter, and they were also concerned that if, if, if some of the better players went, um, you know, would they get injured uh, or ill in advance of the 1926 Ashes series? So they put them off, and then. Um, um, the, uh, the the Calcutta Cricket Club representatives came back and said, "Well, what about the following year?" Um, and that uh, there was then quite a lot of negotiations, um, particularly around finances, particularly around the program. Um, really, both sides trying to sort of make sense of you know, how can we have a a tour on a large scale um, across such a large area uh, and make it pay. Um, so, um, so it was. There was a sort of, you know, uh, I guess, um, a, a definitely an interest um, in England uh, to sending a tour, uh, and from the MCC uh, to send a tour, but also a sort of, you know, a pull factor from 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 the Calcutta Cricket Club, which coordinated other cricket clubs in in, in India, uh, and sort of um, 
uh, organise the, the the tour actors as a sort of point point of contact. Mm. And you mentioned um, Arthur Gilligan Arthur Gilligan earlier on. Um, how did he come to be selected as the captain? Because he wasn't necessarily um, sort of. He wouldn't have been captaining him, for example, in, in that Ashes series, would he? Wouldn't be considered for that. Well, so so, so Gilligan had been England captain uh, in 1924 mm. against the South Africans, and he'd then been the NCC captain on the 24 25 tour of Australia. Um, but um, he uh, he was actually expected expecting to uh, to tour South Africa. Uh, in the winter of 26-27 um, and it wasn't until the summer of 1926 that in fact that tour um, came to nothing and they couldn't get enough uh, amateurs to, um, uh, to, 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 to to commit to going out um, and um, as a result of that he became free and, and, and there's quite a lot of um, uh, correspondence at Lords about the sort of administration of this tour, and uh, it's obvious that there were other people who were who were also other other suitable, potentially suitable um, uh, amateur captains who were who were um, asked whether they were interested. Um, and uh, but in the end, Gilligan was was was, was chosen, and um, he uh, the team was the team was was finally announced um, towards the end of August of, of 1926. Um, and there, there was, um, you know, there'd been quite a lot of, um, you know, discussions, names put forward. Uh, and in fact, in one or two newspapers in India, there, there were there were there were lists of players who were um, expected to appear. And in fact, they, I don't know where this information came from because there's only about one of those players actually did did go on the tour eventually. So fake news. There was a, yes, fake news indeed. I mean, there was, um, you know, quite a. Quite a lot of discussions, um, you know, about availability. Quite a lot of players, um, you know. I think Hobbs and Sutcliffe um, uh, were probably the sort of players that both MCC would have liked to have taken out, and um, the um, organisers in India would, would have liked to have, have, have seen play there. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't uh, bite. Um, and uh, Roy Kilner was 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 somebody who I think um, would have. Would have been a popular choice, but he, um, I think he, he hadn't been at home for Christmas since the beginning of the First World War, uh, and uh, so he turned it down. Um, Patsy Hendren um, decided he he was going to have one last uh, season playing football for Brentford, um, and uh, he also turned it down. So there was quite a lot of um, you know names in in in, in the frame. Um, there were also you know certain players. Morris Tate, for example, I think thought he he was. Was anticipated he was going to be playing in New Zealand over that winter. Um, he'd been sort of offered a contract, um, and uh, but uh, eventually agreed to, uh, to, to to go. So um, you know the team that en- ended up going um, was um, was a decent one. And there was you know, some good players there: Andrew Sandham, um, George Brown, um, as I say, Morris Tate, Gilligan himself, um, you know, Geary, um, Astle. Um, it wasn't the absolute cream of English cricket, but it was um, it was a pretty solid, pretty solid side. And they also drafted in players once they got there, didn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think overall it was probably quite naively organised in the sense that um, 
they were really con- MCC was really concerned about um, the the financial side of things, mm. and they were really worried that um, you know it was going to be a, a massive loss maker. So um, having thought that they were going to send fifteen people over, in the end they sent thirteen players. Um, uh, this was 13 players going to uh, India for six months and playing 34 matches. Uh, and um, when they got to uh, the Suez Canal, um, Gilligan finally received the, uh, the, the program, the, the, the itinerary for the, for the tour, and he realised really that this was just going to be, um, uh, it wasn't going to be feasible. Um, and this proved to be the case in the first few matches. Um, you know, the assumption, I suppose, was that nobody was going to get injured or ill but that that certainly didn't wasn't the case and so um uh, in october they they sent for a, a, a 14th player jack mercer glamorgan bowler um who set off and arrived um i think by the end of november um but they also they also took advantage of the fact that there were three uh, yorkshire professionals out in um in india um Yorkshire uh, had a sort of arrangement throughout the 20s where um, one, two or three uh, professionals went out and coached um, uh, for the uh, Maharaja of Patiala. Mm. Um, and um, it just so happened that Arthur Dolphin, the Yorkshire wicketkeeper, um, Maurice Leyland uh, and Wilfred Rhodes were out in um, Patiala. And um, Dolphin uh, ended up playing... Um, six matches, I think, um, as wicketkeeper um, when um, injuries took their toll. And um, uh, Leyland played a couple of times. Um, and uh, so they drew, on, they drew on those players, really just to sort of get through some of the, uh, the games uh, in, the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the tour. Uh, and indeed, the, um, the Maharaja of Patiala, who happened to be an MCC member, uh, he also played <clears throat> uh, both for and against the uh, the MCC in the course of the tour. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean that caused a little bit of <coughs> irritation, I think, uh, amongst Indian cricketers that the sense that um, you know they were uh, the MCC was sort of um, taking advantage, well, making making use of additional di- additional players, getting some ringers in. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was a, a sign of the sort of uh, you know the grueling nature of the tour that. Uh, um, you know, thirteen just simply wasn't a, it wasn't enough. But Rhodes also um, acted as an umpire, didn't he? After the there was a dispute in Bombay, wasn't there about um, somebody being uh, one of the Indian players? Was it Vitala uh, being uh, well? MCC thought they'd got him out quite early in his innings, and there was kind of foreshadowing of Shaku Arana I don't know what you that because that's one of the flashpoints of the tour isn't it because always on tours there are these little flashpoints ind- indeed I mean uh, Rhodes and Leyland actually um, did act as umpires um, uh, on at least one occasion um, yeah the, 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 the incident you're talking about um, doesn't involve um, Rhodes but it does involve um, the umpires um, it was a match uh, MCC played um, against um, a combined uh, Hindu and Muslim side and um, yeah what seems to have happened is that um, uh, I think it was Nayadu um, mm, was bold yeah. was bold right. and given out he, given he, out he'd scored a big score in the previous that's game. right that's yeah. right yeah well he was given out and uh, but the uh, the batsman at the non uh, striking end um, said well, no 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 he didn't he wasn't bold it, 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 the ball ricocheted off the wicketkeeper's pads 
And the umpire wasn't sure, and the square leg umpire wasn't sure, and so um, he was uh, he was given out, not out, uh, and um, this caused quite a lot of consternation. Um, but um, but the match continued. Um, this was actually one of the games that uh, Gilligan wasn't captain in. Uh, his uh, vice captain, uh, Raleigh Chichester Constable, um, uh, was um, was captaining on this occasion, and he sort of just said, "Well, you know, let's carry on." Um, they um, there was then a sort of I don't know what, quite what happened. It was a bit of a standoff around lunch in that the teams um, didn't sit down together immediately. There then, I think, was a suggestion that the, um, the, the photograph of the two teams didn't take place. Um, I think later on um, in the day, there were suggestions that, in fact, the, ma- the match um, wouldn't continue. Um, and eventually, um, um, this came to the notice of the, uh, the governor of Bombay, who was... Um, uh, plays quite an interesting part in mm, the in the, co- in, in the course of the yeah. tour. Um, I think he sort of tried to smooth things over, and uh, he got the presidents of the uh, the Hindu and uh, Muslim Jim Khanas together, and uh, eventually there was a meeting which involved Chichester Constable and um, the captain of the the combined side. Um, and uh, they sort of smooth things over. Um, interestingly, uh, uh, in the in the papers at Lords, um, there's a little handwritten note from from Gilligan um, in which he, although he wasn't playing, um, he, he he said that uh, you know it was a terrible terrible sort of thing that had happened this incident, and uh, he 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 makes reference to the fact that um, you know if there hadn't been some sort of uh, Smoothing over of things, and if there had been any suggestion that the match shouldn't continue, then the tour would he would have called he would have uh, sort of insisted that the tour was called off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting, I think, example of how um, it shows how easy sort of misunderstandings and sort of sensitivities between different groups um, could easily flare up. Uh, and um, I think one of the themes of the the book is about the the sort of controversies that were various. Um, controversies at at, at, at different times. Um, I think the other interest, you know, the other interesting uh, aspect is the the sort of um, the tensions between the MCC side and the organisers, the Calcutta Cricket mm. Club, um, who um, uh, I think were were, were sort of uh, you know very typical of a very traditional um, uh, sort of elitist um, perspective, and they had made it clear that uh, they and other clubs in in in, in, in some of the Indian cities had made it clear that the um, social events wouldn't um, uh, include invitations to the professional players as yeah. opposed to the amateurs. Uh, and MCC had already made it clear that this was not an acceptable uh, situation. It was either everybody or nobody. Uh, and indeed, um, Lord Harris, who was obviously highly influential, um, uh, the MCC, he, he actually wrote to the Viceroy of India in advance of the tour and said, um, you know, I'm really worried about this. Um, could you try and make sure that these these um, invitations to just the amateurs to social events um, make sure that they don't happen? Um, but they, 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 they still happened. And in fact, the fact that Harris was trying to influence um, the uh, uh, the invitations was 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 was, was received very badly amongst uh, some of the uh, the clubs in India, and um, it led to um, you know a sort of Quite a lot of uh, ill feeling um, between the uh, uh, those running these clubs and uh, and and the MCC. 
yeah. inside itself. And that really rumbles on beyond the tour, doesn't it? Because I was reading that there's all sorts of unpaid bar bills and things like that where the MCC players thought they were being, um, you know, uh, being uh, treated by the clubs that they were staying in, and then those clubs kind of send in sort of requests for payment afterwards, don't they? And Gilligan has to also sort of have a hand in sorting that out, doesn't he? Yeah, I think I think I mean I think I think there's lots of I mean in some ways these are quite sort of minor issues but I think they they do sort of illustrate the sort of tensions between different perspectives Mm. um, on the tour so yes um, I think um, there was quite a bit of correspondence after the tour about unpaid bar bills in in, in Bombay and the uh, I think it was it was not so much the amount of money involved it was more the sort of sense that um, uh, the, the the sort of Th- those those th- those running um, the the clubs in uh, I- I- in India got the impression that the um, perhaps the MCC players thought that they were you know the whole thing was to be was to be paid for uh, and and you know the implication being that they you know they think they can sort of you know, swan in here and and, and everybody will, uh, will 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 pay for everything that they want um, uh, there was certainly um, a sense in Calcutta. Mm. That um, the MCC side thought it was, um, uh, you know, that it was, it, it should have been treated a lot more, um, you know, with a lot more respect. But actually, the, from the Calcutta perspective, they said, well, you know, MCC tour is just a, you know, it's just one of a number of sort of social events that are going on this this winter. Lots of other things, you know, um, and uh, so there was quite a lot of sort of niggling. Mm as much as anything um, uh, between um, the side and uh, and various groups in, in India I mean the other the other incident is um, they, 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 they passed back through Calcutta having um, been to Ceylon and they just stayed one night in a, in, 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 in a hotel in Calcutta and um, uh, Maurice Tate uh, and um, Mervyn Hill the reserve wicketkeeper had their bags in compa- uh, impound- uh, uh, impounded uh, kept back um, uh, because there was damage done to to pillows. Right. Apparently, there were straw, straw-filled <laughs> pillows which Tate found extremely uncomfortable, and so he tore it apart to try and uh, make it more more comfortable. Um, Gilligan was absolutely furious that um, the, 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 the the management of this hotel held back uh, the, um, the their bags, and uh, you know there was protests about this. So I think, although these are minor incidents, I think what they do illustrate is the sort of you know sensitivities and. Uh, uh, a sort of anxiety on the part of of, of, of different groups, um, you know, about protocol uh, and about um, you know respect. Mm. You know, I think um, there's certainly a bit of evidence that um, some of the MCC players didn't. Um, you know, they, they, I think they looked down their their noses at uh, um, uh, the way that they were treated um, in certain places, and uh, you know, this sort of riled. Um, some who felt that they'd put an awful lot of effort into organising the tour. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of um, complaints that you know it, you don't realise how many busy people how how busy people have spent so much time trying to sort of organise this tour. Uh, and I think this plays back to the point that you know this wasn't organised by a sort of you know a central administration. This was this was done by kind of um, busy people at local level. Um, yeah, organising things in the bar, um, you know 
but also putting putting players up. I mean, I think that was yeah. the other thing. One of the one of the ways they wanted to keep the cost down of the whole tour is that um, the players were farmed out to um, stay in the homes of uh, you know local cricketers. Um, some of them stayed in in sort of government house, um, but that was only uh, you know a half a dozen. So there would be quite a lot of players who would be put up, and so I think quite a lot of the organisers in India felt that um, you know they had uh, they'd made quite an effort to uh, to support this tour. Um, and you mentioned um, researching in the MCC library where you found a note from Arthur Gilligan, but what other sources were you using for, for this uh, project? Yeah, so I mean, the, the, the MCC library was very, was, was, was very good. There's, there's several files there of, you know, relating to the, uh, the contracts, relating to all the discussions about who was going to go, payment and so on. Lots of really interesting stuff about... Um, uh, the advice that the professionals were given as to what they needed to take with them. You know, mm. needed to take an, an enamel basin um, in a sort of you know, leather cover because they were going to be um, sort of sleeping on trains and they'd need to be able to wash. Um, lots of stuff about, you know, you need to have very light clothes for certain parts of the uh, the tour and then, you know, you need to have sort of... Um, you need to, to, to be aware that it's going to be a lot colder in other places. So a lot of people took a lot of stuff out with them. Um, all sorts of interesting stuff about um, you know bank accounts being set up for the professionals so that they could draw money in different uh, different uh, venues and so on. So um, there's a lot of a lot of administrative stuff and a lot of the correspondence, particularly at the end of the tour between the organisers at the Calcutta Cricket Club and, and the MCC itself about some of these issues that we yeah. that we've talked about. Um, so that's there's a lot of really good stuff there. I mean, newspapers inevitably. Um, there was a couple of correspondents. Um, uh, I think particularly the Civil and Military Gazette, uh, which was published in Lahore, who went actually went with the players on the tour, mm. um, and they wrote some very very detailed um, reports and lots and lots of lovely sort of uh, material about the extensive socialising that went on and then lots of official official um, uh, events really just endless um, uh, which um, you know went on throughout the tour um, the, the the sort of Indian nationalist newspapers are also really interesting for a for sort of perspective from in terms of the sort of celebrations of mm. um, the local communities after matches um, and um, you know fantastic sort of street parades um, presentation of of medals and prizes and and so on lots of um, lots of great material there including um, you know quite a lot which shows the extent to which the tour was seen as a sort of political yeah. event. Um, uh, you know the sort of you know the legal profession in 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 in, in Bombay had a had an interesting meeting before the Christ, before Christmas of 1926 after um, the you know, the sort of MCC had played several matches in in Bombay and they clearly saw it um, you know this sort of these combined uh, sides including Hindus and Muslims um, uh, you know getting together and you know succeeding when they collaborate so it was there was there was quite a lot of you know, seeing the the tour in the context of um, of, of, of politics, and yeah. and so that was um, you know the newspapers are very good for that. There's lots of really interesting reports, and also on the on the sort of informal social side, there were lots of sort of theatre visits by the MCC, lots of uh, occasions, for example, in uh, in Ceylon where um, you know there was um, uh, big sort of. Um, uh, occasions in theatres with uh, the MCC were up on stage singing. I mean, there was 
uh, Gilligan and uh, and Astle in particular. I think they had the ukuleles out with them. Um, there was a lot of singing of something called the MCC song, um, which is a drinking song, um, which which they were required to sing uh, regularly uh, in the course of the tour. There was a lot of there was a sort of you know a sort of musical dimension to to the tour, which very actually very interesting. And a, so a lot of material, an awful lot of material in, in, in newspapers. The the other thing, the thing that was really important for me was I had access to the the, the letters and diaries of one of the. Um, players Mervyn Hill right. um, who although he was um, he was the reserve wicketkeeper and in fact he got injured um, and missed quite a lot of the games um, he wrote some fantastic letters home and um, his diaries um, were um, uh, been saved by the family and I had, I had I was very lucky to have access to those and he gives a really fantastic sort of take on it as a, as a sort of a young man you know basically having the time of his life um, does a lot of hunting. It does a lot of hunting. Lot it of, does a lot uh, of partying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, he, uh, you know, and I think you get a, you get a real sense of of of, of what um, you know what it was like on tour, um, particularly on the sort of um, you know the social side of it. I mean, it was quite a quite a uh, an experience for him, uh, and uh, uh, I was you know I was very lucky to be able to uh, to, to to draw on that material. Mm. Yeah, when you find a source like that, it's amazing, isn't it? But this book is part of a wider series of books about cricket tours, isn't it? By the um, published by the Association of Cricket Statisticians. Do you know what else is planning to be coming out? Yeah, so the so that's right. We we started this last year. The first one was a, a book about the um, the 1932 South American tour of the UK, which is. Um, uh, and a very, never heard of. a very interesting, a yeah. very interesting sort of um, uh, story because um, you know there were quite significant efforts made in the in the interwar period to um, to develop help develop cricket in South America and Argentina mm. and, 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 and in particular, uh, and there was a tour combined um, tour. Uh, of the UK, uh, and that's the first time anyone's written about that. So that was that was the first book. Um, my book on the twenty six twenty seven uh, MCC tour of India is the second one, uh, and um, the third one is going to come out uh, the beginning of November, um, and it's uh, it's slightly different. It's it's looking at all the um, private um, Australian tours, which took place. Um, between about the First World War, just before the First World War, and 1987. So it includes all these sort of private tours of, of North America um, and uh, the 1935-36 tour of India um, by an Australian side. Okay. And then right up to the present day with the, um, the, the tours in the 1980s by Australian um, uh, by teams playing in, uh, in South Africa. Um, but also, also sort of drawing attention to the fact that you know the alternative to um, uh, the Australian players um, touring in this way was actually the way in which individual Australians came and played uh, league and county cricket in England mm. um, in the 50s and 60s and, and 70s so it's looking at it's looking at, uh, at that subject and that's Stephen Musk um, who's a a very experienced um, writer of cricket books uh, and that's coming out as I say in November and you're also part of um, a new cricket network that's being set up I think uh, with uh, Raf Nicholson's driving that uh, 
obviously the former chair of the BSSH and also presenter of this podcast. Can you tell me something about that? I think it's in the early days of planning, isn't it? Yeah, very, very early days. Um, yes, RAF uh, has sort of, uh, I think, sort of coordinated um, uh, the early meeting that we had um, back in, in July. I think the idea is really to try and bring together um, academic researchers with an interest in cricket uh, and, and you know, other writers um, and to, to, to sort of um, create a network um, and um, you know, use it as a as a basis for uh, bringing together people to think about, you know, issues that are uh, currently underway in, um, you know, in modern cricket. I guess you know, the ICEC report, mm. um, you know, has, has, has was was certainly um, you know part of the the sort of stimulus for 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 for, for, for trying to create this network. Um, and um, the, I think the idea is that there will be a, a some kind of uh, sort of inaugural. Uh, conference at some point um, and so um, uh, the details haven't really been uh, clarified yet I think she's got the date now I think it's going to be in February, February. it is in February um, in in, um, in Cardiff and um, so um, I think as soon as those details are, are sort of finalised there'll be uh, obviously be a, a big effort made to, to disseminate informa- information about it and to invite people to to uh, put forward proposals for um, for papers at the conference, uh, and then you know, sort of take it from there. Really, hope that it's um, a uh, you know something that has legs uh, and which can sort of bring together lots of people with very sort of wide ranging views on on cricket and how it's uh, it can develop. Yeah, well, it sounds like a, a brilliant initiative for members of the BSSH, but also listeners to this podcast. And I would say that. Um, if you are writing on the history of cricket, you should keep an eye out for um, announcements regarding that event. Um, we are also starting up our uh, seminar programme again. Uh, we have one seminar in the autumn of 2023, which will feature Suvik Naha, who will be talking about um, post-colonial cricket in India. Uh, but then we have a full seminar programme from January 2024 through to June 2024. So do look out for tweets and announcements on the BSSH website around those events. But for today, um, thank you very much uh, for talking to me about the book, um, which is No Picnic, um, the book about uh, Jeremy's book about the historic first MCC tour of India and Ceylon. And uh, congratulations on yet another well-researched, well-written and very interesting publication. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Yeah, it's good to uh, have the chance to talk about uh, what is, I think, a really interesting uh, and, and, and sort of previously under, under-researched tour, um, a real sort of uh, important step in the, uh, the sort of development of, uh, of cricket in India. Great. Thank you.